0: Hello, welcome to another Spurt this week with the amazing James Acaster. It's a cracker, I can tell you that. Rahulastpur is coming to the Edinburgh Fringe from the 2nd to the 25th of August at the Newtown Theatre at 1.30pm, not Mondays tickets are already on sale go to richardhang.com slash gigs for details also the kickstarter for rohelastapa series 15 is going okay we're two-thirds of the way to the target with about a week and a bit to go we need you to help us if you've listened to these podcasts over the years and never contributed uh, or you just want some of the fantastic rewards you can get to be an executive producer of rohelastapa you can get uh Videos of me playing snooker or stone clearing, and you can get some fantastic t-shirts the designs of which will be up to see very soon. please support us it'll be a terrible tragedy if we don't get to the target because of course we get none of the money then uh, and we do need to fund all the stuff that we've already filmed and to decide if we're going to carry on filming them um but thanks for the amazing support you've given us uh, it's very moving and humbling. And wonderful. All right, let's sit back, relax. And I mean that. Uh, Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'm under a duvet trying to record this. I hope this sounds a bit better than last week. All right, enjoy this stupid podcast. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who thought his last podcast at the Leicester Square Theatre might be his last one. And you're about to find out why. It's Richard Herring! (laughs) Much. Hello! Tripping over all over the place. Hello! Welcome to the Lesbair Theater! Oh, you love me! Welcome! Welcome to Richard Herring's long-sleeve t-shirt podcast. That's what it is. It's all about. Every guest is gonna have a long-sleeve t-shirt on, and all we're gonna talk about is long sleeve t-shirts. That is the new I forgot to wear a long sleeve T-shirt, so that's right from the start, so that sporty. it. Uh, I was hanging around with the Independent Group uh, <laughs> today. It was actually, and uh, this is this podcast isn't going to go out for about two months, and the people at home probably won't remember what that is. That's my guess. <laughs> and uh, Mike gapes. He calls it realist. I don't know. Chuck, Chuck Omana won't call it that. Says he's too cool to call it that. <laughs> um, so uh, yes, uh, last week this is what I'm going to talk about. I'm not sure this is a fit subject uh, for, for for podcasting, but I was going to talk about it last week, but I was scared because last before the David Morrissey uh, uh, po- podcast uh, last week here at the Left Square Theatre. Um, and you're much better than last week's audience already. I'm telling you, you know. Uh, I went to do a wee just before the sh- podcast started, like seconds to go on stage, and I I started doing a wee, and then I noticed there was blood coming out of my penis in in the wee, and I thought, fuck, I've got like that's bad, right? That's a that's generally a bad sign, and so I then had to come straight on stage and do the David Morrissey podcast. I thought, Should I talk about the fact that I've? I mean, David Morrissey will probably say, we should stop the podcast. There's blood, you're bleeding wee. That's, uh, so, oh, if you watch that podcast or listen to it, do bear in mind all the way through, I thought I am about to die, but I, I'm so professional. <laughs> I'm so professional, I did the podcast. Even though, you know, like that could have been the valuable hour of my, that saved me if I'd just got to hospital. I thought, no, the podcast must come first. My children would understand... Um, When I got off stage, I went back to the toilet and I realised I'd I'd somehow nicked my foreskin and the blood had just seeped down. I mean, I'm 51 years old and I got to the point where I can cut my penis and not notice. That is is how... (laughs) So that was something of a relief. But, um... I am very old. I don't know if you've probably passed that. There's a Prince Charles cinema next door, which is a great cinema. I chose loads of fantastic cult films. They have an offer on that is uh, it's £10 membership a year or £50 for lifetime membership. And I look at that and go, nah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure what the better value is there. I don't want to be... I don't want to be cool out. Anyway, so... Um, got nothing for next week's podcast for the, uh, the opening. That is, that's all the stand-up. Luckily, I've got a new uh, prop. <laughs> <laughs> we might save that for next week. Uh, so, my guest this week is best known uh, for being William Strawberry, uh, the drummer of the Capri Sun Quartet. And that is why we are here, hoping he'll do a bit of drumming for us. We'll see if he'll play some of those old hits. Ladies and gentlemen, it's James A. Castor! <laughs>
1: Thank you very much. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> Sit. Sit down. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Oh, water,
0: water, and there's, there's already water. water, but, you it. know, you might need... Sometimes oh, it's a two-water show, this one. Already getting it wrong. <laughs> what a laugh. He's wearing a long-sleeved T-shirt. That is... Uh, that's the
1: good news.
0: That's the good news for the new Rahalistapa. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Well done.
1: What a bunch of nerds. They're very...
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're all here to see you for some reason. So, um, I don't know if we talked about your music career very much in the in the past. Maybe we have, I don't know. We've been, you've been sure on we the, know. once before, and you did the very good Edinburgh Fringe podcast in 2017, I think. So it's a couple Great of years fun. since we've Enjoyed seen you. Yeah. Uh, what was the Capri... What kind of music was the
1: Capri Sun Quartet? Capri court- Sun Quartet was Folk Funk. <laughs> and uh, I was the drummer Sir, Sir William Strawberry. Oh, I, you beg <laughs> I beg your pardon. I uh, Our names were... So we took our middle names as our first name and a flavour of Caperson as a surname. Okay. So I was William Strawberry. I didn't know they did a strawberry crack. Yeah, they did. We were big into them at the time. Oh, really? So we knew all the flavours. Um, <laughs> Jack in Orange was the singer. Um, Wild Jane Berry was the keyboard player. And Ross Currant was the... Um, <laughs> the bassist. It was my friend Graham was a Ross Current, And... Uh, he was—he uh, <laughs> changed it to Ross... So we, all, we also had T-shirts on. Um, so it was plain white T-shirts that we had written on and drawn like bits of strawberries and written Sir William... And we all wrote our names across our T-shirt. And he had written Ross Current, but then he'd written Event underneath it. So it was, he's a current event. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand that at all. And he was like, it's, it's punk. <laughs> Ross, Ross Current Event. And then he wrote here, this just in. <laughs> still one of my best friends. I love him. I don't understand that, though. I still don't understand it. Yeah.
0: Well, it wasn't a punk group, you say, as you
1: said. No, it. but, like, either, he probably didn't say it was punk, but either way, <laughs> Ross Current Event was the name <laughs> that he wanted to go by because he thought Ross Current on his own didn't sound cool enough. <laughs> it's better.
0: It's better, I think. Better. Ross. Ross Current. Ross Current.
1: Um, well. We, and then we became the Capri Sun Quintet, and I didn't actually like that.
0: No, I can imagine.
1: Added a Sarah Tropical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we were both pooing backstage at the same time.
1: We were. Yeah. And I How gave you permission you? to talk it about was. that. I said you can't. Well, idea. it's interesting
0: because we'd had a conversation backstage and you can watch backstage interviews if you become a badger or a dripster and you get access to the Backstage interviews, we talked about the fact that the toilet in there, yeah, uh, is like a bit too close to the room, yeah. It's to, like, like that's to, to, the toilet, yeah. That's, so the, that's the room, it's a very small it's dressing right room, there. and the toilet's right there. And you feel if you're pooing in there, that's a bit rude to the person who might be in the, in the actual dressing room. Mm-hmm. How, did you know I was going to leave the room, or did you? Yes. Yeah, so, so what happened you, was, you went in. Thought, I, I went in to sort my
1: braces out. Okay, yeah. I'm 34 years old. Yeah. Uh, and I went to sort out my braces. Yeah. And then I came out, and you'd gone, and I thought, this has played into my hands very nicely. <laughs> i back in and did a yeah. shit, and then when I came out, you came back, and you just, you know, as most people would, you just announced, "I've just done a poo." <laughs> and I said well, I've just done the poo as well we yeah, were probably pooing at the same time we probably were and then for a laugh I went we can talk about that during the interview if you like and I thought he probably won't bring that up but, I haven't uh, got that
0: much to talk to you about because we've done, yeah, a new
1: sure, done it before so I thought just let's yeah, talk about that I've them. only lived so much of a life <laughs> why not play on the things that just happened I was in a
0: different toilet I wasn't pooing in the dressing room we back to back come on you can find out what happened with me pooing, trying to wee in the same room as Peter Lord if you look at those backstage <laughs> interviews uh, as well. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> so lots has been going on for you. Uh, let's talk about uh, hypothetical, first of all. This is an amazing idea for... Uh, for some... So you just like... Somehow you come up with questions that are yeah. like weird.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, and then you ask them to people and see what they... Yep. say it's yeah. a really good idea um, where'd you
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. where'd you get that, where'd you get that idea how'd you come up with that crazy idea
1: yeah. uh, well it's something we've all been doing our whole lives right so it's just a lazy format really it, it is really. for anyone who's done it at any point it's a lazy format anyone who claims to have invented it I would say is a madman <laughs>
0: <laughs> as like, what kind of things do you do in there? What kind of questions do you ask on the? Uh, the ones uh, show. Ones in that book, yeah.
1: Work our way through that. my character, what it it's called? Hitched red. <laughs>
0: There's two more books there. If
1: you want to get those books, as well yeah, I, I can get send some that. out
0: the back. I've got a cash machine.
1: Um, I say uh, you, you have to stop the JFK assassination. Um, yeah. How do you do it? And the only catch is that you're a cat. That's one of the ones we ask.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it depends, doesn't it? It depends on what... Oh, I
1: forgot I I was asking the master.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It depends on what the cat believes, who the perpetrator... Has the cat travelled back in time so knows
1: that... So you think you've turned into a... uh, just a random cat, and you now possess the cat's emotions and political agenda and <laughs> yeah. thoughts, and it's not you and the body of a cat. Yeah. You think I've now taken on everything about this cat.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: And, but I still know that I have to stop the JFK assassination.
0: But do you know what happened in
1: the JFK? So you're a
0: time-traveling yes. cat.
1: I think, the way I interpret... It's up to interpretation. Yeah. I, I, I think you still got your own mind, you know that JFK gets assassinated and you want to stop it, and yeah. you've got a human mind but you're in a cat's body. But, if you would, if you interpret it as you become a cat and everything that comes with that, yeah. in terms of comprehension and everything, and you have to stop it, then, by all means, attempt to answer the question. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah.
0: but even if the cat is aware of future events, the cat doesn't know whether the the fatal shot came from the grassy knoll or the book. Depository. Well, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, it, this is this is why we chose that yeah. of all the events. So, so I you've think really got to...
0: I think what I would do, I would get a ball of. I'd go in a, a couple of days early. Yeah, I would get a ball of wool. Are you at Dealey Plaza at this point? I'm. You... I'm in the book depository. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I would just. Get that. I'd put it all in the window that I know oh, the Lee Harv's. Yeah, so I just tangle it up in the window. So Lee Harv's yeah. or gets there, gets yes. his gun ready, and I goes ah,
1: oh, oh, and <laughs> <of them." laughs> you know
0: will try and poke it through. Yeah, but that's
1: you know he's not going to be able to see a thing. It's not too accurate, so he can't yeah. shoot. That's good. So that's that one done. Number one, utilise your skills as a cat yeah. and bring a wallet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, it's very good.
0: On and then other one, <laughs> I would go on the. Uh, Grassy knoll, and I'd let I let out a big cat pheromone fart. Oh yeah! Uh, all the I ate all the randy cats. I'd oh. be a female cat. Yeah. All the randy cats, yeah, and also them. a lot of angry dogs oh,
1: yeah. would rush the grassy knoll, mm-hmm. and anyone attempting to shoot would be taken. You're out. not getting your job done then if there's loads of randy animals having a <laughs> some sorted sorted fart orgy.
0: Uh, yeah. I think that'd work. Richard. Okay, cool. Thanks. You
1: got, you, you've uh, you've used both.
0: Not think about g- just getting me on as a uh, as a panelist. It's too old. Okay. <laughs> 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 What's the oldest person who's been on uh, hypothetical? I don't know.
1: Here, Shah. Um, No, I don't know. Who is the oldest person who's been on it? Um, It might be someone like... Maybe John Richardson's the oldest. Wow, he's not even really old. He's young to me. Yeah. That's the thing, we're
0: getting older. Uh, More people seem young, the older you get. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Insightful. Thank you. (laughs) Talking of other things I'm not invited on, you're on Taskmaster. I just yeah, the new, the new, the new team of Taskmaster was announced today. I saw, I saw Dave was, tweet. Yeah. No, tomorrow you're going to find out. The whole fingers crossed. It's
1: you gonna, thought it might you. Just tweet me. Go turn it would up. It'd be tomorrow. good if that's how it works. Yeah if not even the people doing it knew until they tweeted oh, I'm doing task miles so this might be a task right now <laughs> it'd be good because then they'd have to go shit I've got to do it
0: or I'm yeah. n- no I'm not in- I'm not particularly interested in taking- why didn't you think of asking me before you announced it <laughs> would you still block it out in your diary just yeah in I do case. just in yeah, case well yeah, yeah. no, it's yeah. very empty yeah. I've actually been fired from the one job I had this year so <laughs> it wasn't self generated so you know it's fine I'm available for work um, not on a Monday night though <laughs> those, Mondays, those Mondays, all gone. How, how, I think you're sort of the perfect taskmaster contestant. Oh, you? thank you. Do not you. think so? I uh, yes. Yeah, good. I'm glad you agree. But, but you're you're the right level of uh, pedantic and uh-huh. yeah, that's yeah. fair
1: enough. As charged. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's I think stupid. you've got that
0: kind of mind, that lateral thinking.
1: Yeah, but also, uh, you know, not good enough at that stuff to to ace it. So, you know, I found that on day one of doing the tasks, they get you in a house and you do like, you know, about five tasks in a day. You know, they get you back in the meantime. And so I do about five tasks. And um, on day one, I'd nailed one and two I'd absolutely like just screwed so badly and they'd gone awfully so like uh, by the end of the day one I kind of knew what the lay of the land <laughs> yeah, was and how camp. well I was going to do or not do throughout the whole series so going into the studio because you're in the studio at the end we've done all the tasks you go all in the studio together and uh, people were sitting there all, all five of us and they're like oh see how we've done and me and Phil Wang were like we know how we've done <laughs> we're fine we don't need to find any of this out <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Phil Wang was
1: extraordinary in
0: so many ways in that series he was,
1: he was amazing what was uh, really great I did the group task with him as well
0: Yeah,
1: and um, that was right at the end so we had done all of our tasks on our own and then it was uh, group task day and Phil, if you haven't seen it for the whole series, Phil wears a onesie that is based on Bruce Lee's Game of Death outfit and you can just clearly see his cock and balls for the whole series <laughs> very, very clear and yes. pronounced and um me and Rod Gilbert were on a team with him and we turned up on, on the team task day and uh, as soon as we met, you know, bumped into Phil, we were like, have you been wearing that the whole time? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And we're like, dude, like, <laughs> it's amazing that you've done that. I was like, really, I mean, why are they going to pixelate it? And he was a bit unsure as to what we were referring to. Well, <laughs> like, you see, you dick. And, and then it, it was much more... All day he was kind of a bit more self-conscious. We're like, oh, dude, you honestly didn't know about this? We thought that was the joke. It's like, no, I thought it was a cool outfit. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, he was so funny. I, yes. I, I felt very lucky to be on it with the four people I was on with. It was
0: were. a great line. I'm not like the rubbish they got this time. <laughs> sure. So... <laughs> Tad both of the fuckers on this. 250 quid each. So that'll grease a few wheels. <laughs> <laughs> they have an old one on that one as well. They have one old one. Yeah.
1: Oh, especially if, if you watch this next series, one of the tasks is grease a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs>
0: So let's see what else we could do. There's a lot to talk about you also doing. Let's talk about your uh, food based podcast, Off menu, Off menu, with Ed Gamble. Yeah. Some fans in of this. Thank you very
1: much. Yeah. It's quite a new podcast. You've done about 12 episodes as we go to that, air. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming it's out weekly. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I didn't expect anyone to listen to it. And it's nice that they have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me and Ed just talk about food all the time anyway. And so uh, I think yeah, we have just talked about like doing a podcast about food for a while. And then eventually we just realised that a lot of the time uh, the way we think about food is like building our dream meals and what's the best start you've ever had, what's the best main. And so we thought we'd just do that with guests. And uh, it's amazing, yeah, how many people <laughs> quite enjoy talking about that as well. Yeah, it is interesting because you start thinking through yeah. and working out
0: what you would go for. I won't some... tell you now, James, just because, in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weirdly though the, the main course I did think of yeah. which is weird because it came it comes and it's good if you've got like a story around it but the, my favourite main course I ever had was lobster and mashed potato which I had oh. in a, oh, on a holiday in Barbados yeah. on the beach I had yeah. it every single day of that holiday Yeah, and it was generally the nicest lobster i ever had it was just a delicious meal in the middle of the worst holiday I've ever right, yes. had
1: that affects it.
0: Yeah, but, so that, but why... I'm going back to that. I went with a girl that um, was crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'd been going out for a while. A couple of months before we broke up, she told me she believed that the Holocaust had happened as punishment for the Jews killing Jesus. <laughs> Somehow the relationship continued after that. <laughs>
1: What I love about that, that whole story you just told is yeah. that um, at one point you said oh, I was going up with a girl who was crazy and everyone in the audience went, hmm, back off here, Richard. <laughs> and then you said that and then everyone went, crazy's a little bit light. <laughs> you went easy on her there, when you called her mean, crazy. Yeah.
0: She's like, I do like, <laughs> And uh, as it transpired, the yeah. day before, she would been, she'd sort of, we had this holiday and we'd had a big argument the day before we went on holiday. As it transpired, she'd been with her ex-boyfriend mm. the night before we went on holiday and, and he'd proposed to her. She was spending the holiday thinking about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Be in your mind.
0: Get your head. <laughs> <laughs> and ringing him up from yeah. the phone in Barbados. Yeah. And this is how I cracked this case. She <laughs> rang him... She was ringing him. I was paying the phone bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the holiday that during the holiday I, I went paddling in the sea got knocked over by a wave hit my head and one of my testicles swelled to four times its size <laughs> on the on the plane journey home it acted like an automata. I could tell I could tell what height we were based on how much my testicle
1: hurt did you show her did you show her your swelling I did picture? show her yeah so what was, I love about that is that while she was looking at that swollen testicle, she definitely would have been thinking about the proposal. <laughs> she <just> would... <laughs>
0: And uh, got home, sort of didn't... Actually, we broke up the minute we got home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Al Murray, funnily enough, soon who you both parties said, oh, did you hear about her getting proposed to her? I said no. And then I went through the phone call all the phone numbers that had rung from the hotel and rang them all and found out she that most of them would, <laughs> would have said, "Hello, who's that goes it's Simon yeah, okay bye yeah. uh, and so he's eating a lobster got pretty, five minutes that was pretty bad and, but the, the lobster and um, <laughs> the lobster and uh, mashed potato was really nice that was <laughs> delicious it was really nice
1: Often, yeah. yeah, food that like that sticks with you because yeah, it was such an awful time. Yeah. It was the little sunshine through the clouds for a bit. For you. It was this lobster and mashed potato. To make it
0: even worse, the chef who cooked that lobster and mashed potato for me died in a road accident about three years later. So did he actually? Yeah, he did. So it's like a, it's a well, terrible. Well, we'll be in touch, Richard. <laughs> it's a, ter- <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible terrible cursed meal. doing a good uh, uplifted episode <laughs> <laughs> but you know I'll always remember that lobster and yeah. potato and what better way always remember the lobster and the <laughs> I've had way to remember him <laughs> that's what my main course would be if you wouldn't know any of the others
1: yeah you're, <laughs> gonna, the, you're gonna have to book me blood curdling stories go with <laughs> the other courses that you've got <laughs> watch the body count rise as the podcast progresses <laughs> oh dear and
0: uh, it's very good anyway. it's a very good podcast You've thank got, you uh, excellent guests um, <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> um, and uh, yeah I was listening but then on my dog walk this morning I did mention this backstage I was listening yes. to your uh Fubar Radio podcast from a few years ago, uh, where, you, which was a really good idea, and you've told me Thank that you. it's not that nothing's going to happen with it. Of yeah. uh, in, it's sort of like Desert Island Discs uh, in random form, in that you get someone's iPod and you shuffle it, and yep. then that's the music in the radio
1: show, the shuffled iPod. Yeah, we talk about what comes up on shuffle. You can't try and look cool, and uh, we talk about what. And, and a lot of the time, if they did it properly and did shuffle it we got really good chats out of it because yeah. it, it was a spontaneous reaction and, and they would like have something to say on everything. But if they cheated, yeah. you could always tell. Lembert Opik? I don't know if Lembert Opik cheated because he's so off the wall anyway that it was impossible to... I didn't know what way was up by the end of that. That was, um, that was the first one. The
0: that was your opening episode of that.
1: Yeah, it,
0: I was in at the deep end I, see, I, I It's an hour long. I listened to on my dog walk this morning and yes. I was left sickened
1: yeah. by Lembert Opik. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, I, I'd have to listen to it again and uh, refresh my memory properly, but I remember um, the producer who used to book the show um, on a weekly basis apologised to me for that book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's sickening it about him is he thought it was going great and he thought yeah. he was lovely. Go, oh, a lovely, charming, lembut yeah He had two female callers on the show with do, doing the same thing, shuffling their yeah. iPod. Both of them he sort of hit on really crudely, like really yeah. unpleasantly. yeah. Uh, he was clearly lying about every single thing he said. Oh, and he, and, tri- yeah. and doing the Lembert I'll do the funnies, that which you've, if you're, he mentioned the gig I saw him at, which was right. he did a gig at the, in a little club around the corner from here where he tried to be a stand-up comedian for a week.
1: Yes, he did. And he
0: said, yeah, I was brilliant. He was not brilliant. <laughs> and the guy heckled him and he said, he said, hey, I'll do the funnies. <laughs> I went, mate, you're Lembert I'm like, hey, I'm like, comedians get heckled but be your lembabic you're not yeah. you can't stand
1: the go I'll do the funnies also you've got to be doing the funnies at <laughs> <of> the time <laughs> you've got to
0: be doing some funny
1: to justify that response <laughs> you do if someone goes,
0: "You're fucking shit, mate," I I'll
1: do the funnies. Thank you. It was, a in a way, it was.
0: It was like being in the psychiatrist chair for me. That that, that for him, you know, in the yeah, in, sure. that interview, because you just sort of got a real insight to this guy who's oh. obsessed with himself. Yeah, he's lying all the time because he goes, yeah. "Oh well, uh, what are they called oh it, it, do uh, tweet in if you know to at Lembit yeah, uh, and then two seconds later he's googling something else on his phone you go why well, don't you just all google all it
1: it'd be a good podcast actually if it was like Lember Opik and a psychiatrist or yeah. someone like that <laughs> yeah. and every episode he's because he would say yes to that because he would think oh nothing to hide I'm absolutely fine Yeah. and then a psychiatrist would be going I'm going to be famous by the end of this because <laughs> And every episode is just breaking him down more and more, and just paying back the. He was doing the same thing to you.
0: You got you're on a podcast with James Acaster, admittedly in 2014 when he not that big a deal, but you're still (laughs) been nominated for the award a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know you're pretty you're a pretty funny guy. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to top you. He was trying to mock you for the. He'd clearly got his iPod. He said, he said at the beginning, oh, there's an issue with my
1: iPod. There's an issue with my iPod, so I yeah. bought in this other... I got this other device that could only <laughs> store five songs, and we'll put that on shuffle. <laughs> oh, the Beatles again.
0: <laughs> but then they were... Because he was really proud that Natalie and Imbruglia had come up, going, yeah, see,
1: I'm cool. Oh, yeah, well, no, it wasn't Natalie Imbruglia, because Natalie I would have given that to him and been like, yeah, that is cool, actually. It was something else. He went, shoot, cool. <laughs> it was like dude you're not cool for playing this <laughs> and then there was Steptoe and Son at one point yeah. which I just think was a calculated it was him going oh they won't believe me you know, yeah. I have to have something embarrassing come up so I'll put the theme tune to Steptoe and Son which is <laughs> so it's not too embarrassing is it Like, yeah. and he had yeah. a story about how and he, he had a whole story about it
0: he said I must have taken that off YouTube he said oh,
1: yeah lying
0: to... man listen to it it's the most amazing imagine interview imagine going
1: of... imagine going on a podcast about songs and lying <laughs> oh, I better lie <laughs> so you know you're not a trustworthy guy and
0: my uh, during listening to that podcast my dog's uh, paw which had had a wound the wound opened up again and so I was walking <laughs> a dog with a bleeding paw as well That for my enjoyment as well during
1: that did you happen to have a nice side dish <laughs> that you want to talk about <laughs> I blame you. So you're the connection.
0: Um, do you recognise this review and you, you knew who said this review of you? Here we go. He's not for everyone. Yeah. but he works hard. It's my
1: dad. It's my dad. And it's your dad. Very pleased with himself. He didn't mean it as a cheeky thing. He meant that at face value, uh, and it went viral. And then he became a Twitter moment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And uh, I saw him the day after because, like, uh, I visited my family the day after, and uh, all day he was on his phone updating me on. I've got this many followers now. I've got this many followers it was quite quite excited actually he still has quite a few of those followers yeah um, and I was I was quite worried when he got all those followers because I thought you know anyone would be mm-hmm. if their parents suddenly got a huge amount of followers on Twitter but uh, he's, he's done well actually yeah he's been pretty good with his tweets <laughs> Nothing has there's been nothing that's made me go, oh my god. So, yeah, I think he's maybe cut out for this game. I'm if he gonna, becomes a
0: celebrity, then you can tour the world with him, do a show, do a, a travel
1: own. log show, yeah. and uh, <laughs> just I mean, that's inevitable at some point, isn't it? it? Is. Travelling with a, with a parent. Again, <laughs> okay, it's nice. You do work hard. You do work hard. You do work hard. But do not work for hard. Everyone. I'll give you that much. Not for everyone, but he works hard. <laughs> you know who that describes? Every comedian. <laughs> apparently I'm standalone. (laughs) so look your
0: stand up I mean it's it's gone crazy hasn't it even since last time I spoke to you the Netflix stuff all of the shows Mm. the quadrilogy of uh, shows has gone up and more to come I think aren't there
1: yeah well I don't know hopefully there'll be more to come yeah those four have gone up and uh, yeah I'm happy with that yeah
0: not hard. <laughs> really, really. We talk about 2017 being a bad year in your personal life. Yes. you did get four yes. Netflix specials. I
1: addressed that in the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Professional life in 2017 was very good. Personally, I was falling apart. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Those specials, I'm so proud of them. But when we were filming them, I was literally so we filmed all four of them in a day, and uh, then we filmed all four of them again the next day for safety. And the first day, so we had half an hour in between each one. A bit longer, I think, between the second and third one. Um, but I'd go on, do the show, and then, because of my own personal stuff I was going for at the time, I'd go on, do the show, and then come off, and then just sit there like that in the wings. <laughs> they get changed, and they come on again. And that was, like, the whole day. So, like, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a... It was a weird time... Uh, just for me in general, I was doing the most exciting thing I'd done professionally, but also uh, was thinking, after these, I'm going to quit. Right. And that was how I got, through. like, yeah. the only reason I did them, and I could do them and deliver them well, is because I was thinking, you're going to quit after this, so it's okay. <laughs> wow. Like, you don't have to keep doing this <laughs> afterwards. So you do this now, and this is a last hurrah, and it'll be fun, and then you can quit. And then there's probably something in the back of my mind even further going, you won't quit. And so I had that extra comfort yeah. in the subconscious, being like, "You're not going to quit." It's all right. But just keep telling yourself you're going to quit, because otherwise <laughs> you're going to cry on stage. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that kind of got me.
0: So you'd broken up with the, your girlfriend.
1: For- but my girlfriend didn't take it very well. Started having suicidal thoughts, yeah. and then my uh, I was having during the, the time when I was doing these, filming those specials, uh, I was just having quite a turbulent time with my agent. He hadn't dropped me yet. But he did drop me after that. Right. But, uh, but like at that point, we were going through quite. Uh, uh, we were not getting on, and I was very stressed out. And I'm sure he was as well. But uh, that's an um, odd
0: decision to drop for him to drop you at the stage where you've just done four Netflix specials. So
1: imagine <laughs> how much of an asshole I was. <laughs> Obviously, my story is that I'm not. But uh, yeah. <laughs> who cares? Well, it's
0: a sh- if they'd been filming that, that could be like an art project. If they'd filmed the backstage as well, so you could have had the Way, yeah, ah, and then just you coming up just, just half an hour of you looking suicidal in a room, just staring. The to then work you. I'd quite like to see that. Yeah, as a, a Netflix special,
1: <laughs> just yeah.
0: having to psych yourself. I'm not saying anything. Kind of just psyching yourself yeah. up internally to go back and do the next yeah. one. Go
1: go go out and, and then
0: fade it. out. Fade, you're
1: coming out. Yeah, yeah be good yeah luckily I'm, but I, I wouldn't be the comic that if I was going to watch that I'd want to watch a comedian who on stage is more like ha ha <laughs> because obviously I'm going on deadpan mm. and then you come off and just look like that and everyone's mm. like but he makes the same <laughs> I'd want to watch somebody who's like you know, I'd want to watch Michael McIntyre <laughs> be like and then come off and be like I fucking wish I were dead I, I can't <laughs> then you can really see the difference there. Yeah, yeah,
0: that would be good. I mean, there might be a... sit. We might have just accidentally pitched a, a new series here, I think. It's yeah. a different comedian each time. Let's see what they're like offstage. And it's just the backstage yeah. bits. And they're not, you know... They don't know they're being filmed, I think, would have to be part of it.
1: Oh, that's part of it. And, and okay. <laughs> yeah. they, Oh, and, so this is a hidden camera show. This isn't scripted. And, and, this is a hidden camera and show. And they you don't know it's
0: going out either. You don't get permission from them to yeah. put it out. The first they hear yeah. about it. Yeah, it's, and we're not thanking like them. Just, just, we're
1: just rolling and seeing what happens. Is that right? Yeah, great, great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be quite a varied. Most of them would be boring, but I bet we'd catch a few. <laughs> I mean, some real, yeah, be some exciting stuff I think, and some a lot of boring stuff. There's some breaking stories, though. Let's face <laughs> it. So, yeah.
0: I love the one. I think it's the first one. I don't want they are all they all begin with R. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the ones that begins with R. Yeah. The, the I Oh, the first one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just... Uh, did, was that generally in Edinburgh you do, to try and fit into the hour slot or was it just a joke?
1: Uh, no, no, it was, it, uh, it was just a joke. So, uh, yeah, I just did it. Uh, I, I, I just wanted... I think my friend told me that fact that, uh, yeah, when they did the Bolero, they started kneeling down because they discovered that uh, the time, the stopwatch, only started when you got on your feet and the song they were going to skate to was too long. So they did the first bit on their knees, and then they got up, and it was this loophole. And so my friend told me that, and at the time, I just wanted to write a show that I enjoyed. And so I decided, (laughs) I'm going to start on my knees. I'm going to do that, and I'll make it about that. Um, And in the long term, a big regret, that routine, really, because um, I never at any point wore knee pads or anything like that. And you're previewing it, you're doing Edinburgh, I did New Zealand with it, and Melbourne, Uh, I did a tour with it and then toured it all again in preparation for the Netflix specials and my, I remember the last week of that tour uh, it was in the Soho theater and I was just kneeling and, and there was just lightning bolts of pain while I was doing the kneeling down I just felt these like sharp stabs of pain through my knees going, well, oh, it's too too late to have a knee pad now <laughs> you've done it now you might as well get to the end of it um, wow. But yeah, so, I, how are I, your knees now? I think they're all right, they're still yeah. quite red, but that might be <laughs> knees, isn't it? Yeah. I hope that's just knees. It
0: depends how much kneeling you're doing, I think, in your day to day life. I think, that, I think if you don't kneel much, they're not that red. Really? Yeah, I don't think that knees are naturally sort of russet. I think they become red oh,
1: really? through, through, through friction. Maybe I've kept Fr- it up more than yeah. I thought. You've <laughs> kneeling quite a bit. <laughs> can't really kick the habit every now and again. I need a quick kneel. <laughs> well, they're well worth watching. It's amazing to
0: have... I mean, and what's amazing about Netflix now, and we were talking about this backstage, early in the history of Netflix, there was someone at Netflix who really loved me, and I got four of my specials on... My stand-up shows on... Um, I won't call them specials, but they were four just average stand-up shows from me, which, to another comedian, would be very special. Uh, LAUGHTER and, uh, they were, and they kept on emailing and said, oh, people love it here. And then they, and it was before Netflix was a thing. And like, as you were saying backstage in America, it was sort of viewed as a joke yeah. a little bit. People were laughing at it. And he, he emailed me and said, have you got any other ideas, anything you'd like to, because we've got a bit of money, we're trying stuff out. And I kind of asked, gave it to my agent. It's only Netflix. <laughs> but what's nice for you, James, having arrived at the right end of the Netflix, uh, is... Yeah. Like, this is shown all over the world. So you're touring to America quite soon, right? You've been there once, yeah, and you're going back... Yeah, March,
1: I go on a, yeah. a short little American tour. Yeah.
0: And so it's viable now to tour the world, really, because of the... And, like, loads of comedians are finding this. There's a lot of comedians now on Netflix. And the...
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it. Also, because of, like... I mean, we talk about it on the food podcast a lot, but obviously, you know, I like trying food in different countries. So, mainly, the main... Because I think if, if your main... Uh if when you go abroad and work somewhere, your main goal is I'm going to be huge, I'm going to be a star, you're only going to be disappointed and it's going to like, it's going to kick the shit out of you. But if I'm going... I eat some food when <laughs> I'm there and there's this place I want to go to and this place. I just have a much nicer time. Yeah. And I can eat some nice food and then, you know, go and do a gig and feel like, oh, I don't think they're gonna get me here and then eat some more food yeah. and it's all right. So like yeah, that's uh mainly what I'm gonna be
0: doing. That's good. But your last maybe it was the last time you were there you've been on the James Corden show out there and the yep. and Conan out there? Yeah. And so is that just doing the stand-up section or was it, were you... Just interested? doing the
1: stand-up sections. No-one's wanting to hear interviews with me in America are, at the moment. I mean, that's absolutely insane. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've done the stand-up sections there. Uh, I'd, I'd say, uh, I mean, you can watch you can watch them on YouTube and it's two very different uh, reactions. Uh, the James <laughs> Corden audience have been amped up within an inch of their lives. I think it's, like, fair to say. They're, like, properly, like, you know... They don't, they don't know what's going on, but they, if you leave a pause, they're going to applaud it. <laughs> and so there's a lot of me kind of like doing a setup, getting an applause for the setup, and, and then going, fair enough. <laughs> just telling them, yeah, okay, fair play, guys. Uh, there's a lot of that in that one. But then in the, um, I think I talked about it during the Edinburgh podcast, but yeah, in the Conan one, it's just me trying not to shit myself because so I had food poisoning. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> while the audience don't really laugh at me. <laughs> Did you meet Diane Keaton and Andy Garcia? on the? On I passed them in the corridor and yeah. I had to just not engage. No one told me that, but I knew that if I, if I said anything to Diane Keaton, I would just go on about Annie Hall and then I would uh, ruin everything for myself because yeah. I, I would... I'd, I'd literally... I know exactly how it would have played out. I would have seen it and go, I love you in Annie Hall. Annie Hall's such a good movie. Obviously, I don't watch it now because, you know, go to Woody Allen. Uh, <laughs> and then it would have everything would have oh sorry it's probably a friend of yours I don't know where you stand on the whole thing (laughs) and Andy Garcia I know what I would have said I would have asked him I would have said hey I saw the film Passengers with uh, it's got uh, it's Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt in it it's not a very good film but right at the end there's like a, a different crew yeah. and you're the captain of that crew and you don't have a line you just look in the room and then you walk away what's going on there? <laughs> were you just on set doing another thing and they went Andy this will be funny come in or did you go in specially for that? Because I can't remember either way you are either really cool yeah. and you were just knocking around and did it or you are more desperate than you need to be for Andy Garcia but like you shouldn't have you shouldn't have left the house for that I hope you didn't also, that is a bad film. The bad film that could have been brilliant and it yeah. annoys me. The films that annoy me the most are the ones that could have been amazing and then they miss the mark and then they make something that's... Meh. I don't care if it's complete shit. I'm kind of not as wound up. Whereas yeah. Passengers... Have you seen, if I've seen, seen Passengers. passengers. No, Michael Sheen's in it. Michael Sheen's in it. It's from the Sound Clearing podcast. Yeah. He's very good. He's a robot in it. <laughs> but uh, the thing about it is is that they're all like asleep on a ship in like some sort of hibernation and they're on their way to this utopian planet and they're all going to wake up when they get there. But then something goes wrong and one of them wakes up early and it's Chris Pratt and he's on his own on this big ship and he's lonely and he's falling in love with another woman who's asleep and he wants her to be with him. So he wakes her up but doesn't tell her he's woken up. He makes her think it was a mistake as well. And then she falls in love with him and then he has sex with her and then later on she discovers that he had actually done this. Because they're both going to die now as well. They can't make the planet. So they're now both... So he's killed her. And I don't want to bring no. tone down too much, but he's essentially raped her. He so has. it's horrible. <laughs> really, really dark. Yep. But they don't play it off as dark. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you did that to me and now I've fallen out of you. And, um, <laughs> and she goes off. And she's not talking to him anymore and he's feeling bad about it. <laughs> and I just kind of feel that, really, you can still do that film where one of them wakes up, he's on his own, and he's going crazy, he's on his own, and then he wakes her up, because he needs company, uh, and then he, he falls in love with her, and then she discovers it, and she's like, get away from me. And then he, he should turn crazy at that point. Yeah, exactly. Be a demented madman who's got her on this ship, because he's a bad guy. Yeah. It should be the bad guy <laughs> from then on, and the villain that she's got to defeat. So that he, But... Instead, they just like, they make up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's what a. What the fuck is that? There's, like, a,
0: well, the, the pl- it turns out the ship would have been destroyed because anyway, whatever the thing that. So he's sort of. I
1: don't know. The, the film work, okay,
0: justifies his action in hindsight by saying, oh, if he hadn't raped you and tried to murder you, essentially, you would have died anyway. So he's, he is. We all die anyway.
1: He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's good regardless of what anyone has done to you in your life you were going <laughs> to die anyway
0: but I agree it's like it's, it starts off and you think it might go that way and that's the way it definitely should have gone I, bet in, the, gone that I way. bet in the first script it went that yeah. way and
1: someone's going oh
0: we can't have Chris Pratt being a murderer yeah well how I go past
1: Chris Pratt then I like him as much as the next person well actually not he's going a bit nuts now isn't he going full on chris a <laughs> <laughs> really weirdly Christian <laughs> I mean fair enough you're know, no, no, you right though it is only uh, Christians that I like my parents are Christians but like you know I'm just saying he's, he's, real, he's really uh, he's started to unravel a little bit
0: I, I was unaware of that aspect of his
1: but in a way in, a, in that kind of way that you don't trust with celebrities now you know you kind of think something
0: it'll happen to you you're going to, Ameri- going to America you're going to come back from America a different person
1: come back a Christian yeah it's quite suit me, though. I was raised Christian anyway. Yeah. I've still got all the... You know all the stuff already. Oh, uh, I know all the words. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel good. I could... What point you know, did you lose your uh, faith? During uh, the dessert I had. LAUGHTER <laughs> um, Uh, mid-twenties mid-twenties gradually gradually throughout my twenties so I'd say like my late teens uh, I started to doubt it right and then that's quite late James yeah it's quite late I mean some
0: people stay believing or the Pope for example yeah all his life he's believed it so
1: you're better than him better than than him (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's still quite late like um, but I wanted to I I think I just wanted everything to be make sense and be good and and in my late teens, I started thinking, oh, maybe yeah, maybe this isn't all true. But then I did like a, a last ditch kind of like, let's just really convince ourselves. Yeah. And really went into like, I think I, I had this book. I can't remember what it was called now. Was the by, Bible? By a guy. Ringing a bell, actually. <laughs> It's by a guy called Ravi Zacharias. Okay. It was all like, just, it was, might as well have been called, trust me, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I read that and that reassured me for a while. And uh, then just gradually I was like, maybe I don't believe in this bit of it. Maybe I don't believe in this bit. And eventually it was like, I don't believe in this stuff. And I uh, just had to like, yeah, accept that I didn't anymore. Yeah, But it was quite gradual. I didn't want to let go of it. Um, had you had sexual intercourse uh, before ooh, this point? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, I, again, like, I, I, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 21. Right. Like, and it was probably partly to do with that stuff. I wasn't holding out for marriage, but I was holding out for being in love. Sure. So I was like, not until I'm in love. And I really held out. And then the first person I was in love with slept with her. And then a week later, she was back with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> so you know, I was like, "There is no God." And then that started
0: <laughs> started the rest of it. That was God testing you. Yeah. That my ex-boyfriend. That was Jesus. Oh, <laughs> it it was Jesus. He, was te- he was testing you. <laughs> was Jesus.
1: <laughs> he was testing you by sleeping with your it girlfriend. Makes sense. That explains it the holes good. in his hands. <laughs> there his things that he always made me touch. Call me a doubter. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. no. I I and we doing sure. comedy at that? How old were you when you started doing stand-up? 23. Okay. Started doing stand-up. Uh, I, I don't actually, probably when I was 21, 22, I, like, did my first gig. But I wasn't going to be a comedian.
0: Were you a virgin when you did your first stand-up gig? Good
1: question. Like
0: you.
1: No. Uh, but only by... Three or, e- Either by a year or by a month, I'm not sure, because it depends what year I did, if I was 21 or 22. But, like, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I'd I only had sex with one person yeah. when I did my first stand up gig. <sighs> <laughs> I've never thought about that before, <laughs> in that context.
0: I find it hard to imagine you... i tried to imagine it today.
1: Me having sex? Yeah, I
0: find it hard yeah. to imagine. I tried. Mean, I tried really hard to imagine it. It's very
1: hard to imagine. And I just couldn't imagine it. Everyone I've had sex with just goes, I never would have imagined this.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, it's true it's of so most real. people,
0: really, when you think about it. Most people, it's sort of weird thinking... that I can women. imagine you having sex. Can you imagine it? It's
1: yeah. like this. Imagine that bit of hair you've got kind of just goes in front of your face. <laughs> I just tell you that. yeah. That's what it is. It's angering to face <laughs> Just constantly, even though you're having sex with that person, you're constantly bringing up people who wouldn't have sex with you in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who <laughs> else won't <laughs> have sex with me. We're having <laughs> sex. Can you appreciate this, please? Very much what it's like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Let's ask you some uh, uh, hypothetical questions. (laughs) Oh, actually, I've got some in the back of here. I want to ask you... uh, Well, the first one is the one I wanted to ask uh, based on uh, my interview with John Ronson, if anyone was here for that one or has heard it at home, Um, which was John Ronson in his podcast. He talks about people... uh, who get tailor-made pornography, right, for their particular fetish. They, get, they pay porn actors wow. to act stuff out, but wow. that's not commercially or available anywhere else. So if, if you do want to imagine me having that sex... <laughs> I could pay someone to put you on a, your, a James A. Caster money. the money's right, mate, I'll do it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I want you to look at the camera while you're saying, yeah. and go, Rich, this is for you. Yeah. Rich, rich.
1: Yeah. That's what I say anyway yeah. when I'm having sex that. <laughs> that's absolutely fine yeah. <laughs> just before the moment of climax every time shout out Rich this is for you I <laughs> have to explain who Rich is afterwards <laughs> Richard Heron you know
0: you say that but now there's going to be a tiny part of your brain that will have to be <laughs> every time <laughs>
1: every... oh yeah if I'm lucky enough to ever <laughs> do the dance again <laughs> That phrase will pop into my head at some point.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Is there anything you would like to have made for you specially by porn stars, or you know, you know, or do you think it would be funny too if you haven't got a fetish you want to yeah? Spit if it would be funny, i um, i ne- I've never really, I don't know, I've, I've never I've really understood fetishes or never. I mean, I understand mm. them, but I've never, I don't think I've got
1: one. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, don't, I feel like I understand them, but like, but like. I was on holiday with a bunch of people recently and one of them could not get a, she was like she was saying they were quite posh and she was like going uh, I don't understand some people do it up the arse <laughs> and we were like yeah she was like I mean <laughs> can you imagine and we were like yeah that's fairly route one that's not like a, well, a route two ridiculous. but
0: like
1: but it's, it's <laughs> That's entry level. <laughs>
0: it's never, it's never. Three, it's three, yeah, it's the third entry level yeah. third level of entry. <laughs>
1: It is the third level of fetish. Yeah. yeah, But yes, it's fa- it's something that I think. But I, I was as uh, as surprised at her being surprised that people have anal sex as she yeah. was about people having anal sex. Wait till she be... has anal sex, then she's going is... to be surprised. I I'm <laughs> doing this. <laughs> um, I, I understand fetishes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, 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 Do you have an unusual one that you would that isn't catered for in? pornography so... Isn't, I, mean, I mean, you'd think have,
1: everything's catered for, you'd yeah, think. Yeah, you would but, think so. To have think, one that's not catered for in pornography... I mean, this is no judgement to anyone, but, like, yeah. I would probably start to get concerned about myself. <laughs> if I, uh... If I googled something pornographic and it came up with no results... Yeah. OK, I, That could uh, be Dave Gorman's
0: next segment, Google yeah. The Google wank. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd right, send that to task <laughs> <laughs> that uh, there's no
0: pornography of people being wanked off by ventricular dummies that's all I know this is, is there none? There's none? none of that That's I imagine <laughs> I imagine that has not been made so I would make I'd definitely make that after the James Acaster <laughs> looking combine I mean, the two now I'm gonna the, you know, the joke's on me I'm gonna think about you looking at me next time I'm having sex <laughs> this is for you bitch. I'm gonna be thinking
1: of you yeah. looking at me and one of us is in a relationship, so yours is that's happening soon. <laughs> uh, but we've got two kids, so it could be a while. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> right, another new emergency question: um, uh, What is the weirdest reason you ever skived off school? Did you ever skive off school as a good Christian lad in? Catching?
1: Yes, yes, I think good Christian boys. So I didn't really, but once I did. So it's only once ever. Okay, and that was. Uh, uh, but it was for, like, quite a wholesome, nice reason. So it's not really... So uh, at lunchtime, I was in sick form. I did one year of sick form before stopping. And uh, I just hadn't enjoyed that morning. Didn't like it. My friend Wayne, who had already left school, uh, he, uh, he turned up at lunchtime and was like, uh, what, are you, what are you up to? He was like, nothing. I, I, don't, I don't feel I'm going to go back for the second half. He went, well, why don't you just hang out with me? I was like, what are we going to do? He said, I thought I'd go for a walk in the countryside. <laughs> I was like, all right. So we went for a walk, just in the country, just remarking on how nice and beautiful nature was. And and just like, you know, I I thought I was... I I used the word deep too many times as a teenager about myself. I like, I'm really deep, actually. And it would be because I could look at a tree and go, look at that beautiful tree. Wayne, don't you think that tree is beautiful? We're both talking about it, there's no girls here. And I'm still telling you that I think a tree is beautiful. Aren't I a deeper person? Uh, and I remember we bought a packet of custard creams on that walk. Um, so we went through a village called Grafton Underwood, which is where uh, I think Bridget Jones's diary is. Or oh, Bridget Jones is from there, in, in the book. Uh, is near my house. And we went to Grafton Underwood, went to the post office, bought some custard creams, and we sat on a bench, and we shared them, and there was a crane... Uh, it, you know, it's in a, mechanic, a, a crane. Is it one of those? It's not, not, a, not the bird. It's a crane. And we saw it, and we went, "Oh, imagine uh, stealing that crane and spending all day just picking people up for a, <laughs> for a laugh." And then we really laughed <laughs> for ages while eating these custard creams on a bench, imagining just picking mean, people walking along, and they just whoo. Really thought that was funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then, yeah, I got home quite late, and my mum was like, where have you been? I was like, school. <laughs> As if I was like, me and Wayne went for a walk in the countryside and ate some custard creams, and she'd go, you're grounded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, you wouldn't have remembered whatever was on that afternoon at school, would you? you remember that? No, I wouldn't
1: have remembered it. I'd already decided that I wasn't going to do the second year of sixth so, form.
0: So, I mean, in a way, that was quite a big sky. Yeah, my dad had made the deal with me. the year of school.
1: My dad had said... Because I didn't want to stay on sick form at all. I wanted to just immediately be in bands and uh, be William Strawberry and whatever. <laughs> and my, my dad was like, do one year of sick form, and if by the end you want to quit, then fine. But if by the end you want to do the second year... And he thought, well, he'll just do... When he's done one year, he'll do the second year, because you might as well. Yeah. And then at the end, I literally went, held up my end of it, Dad.
0: <laughs> and he was like, oh,
1: well, well done. You are more more determined than I thought. So I just quit. And then, uh, and then yeah, joined the Capri Sun Quartet and other yeah. bands, but... Uh, so I already knew by that point, I'm not staying on. I'm not going to do the whole thing, so I thought well, I might as well skype. So I only skyped when I knew it was no yeah, consequence yeah. to me whatsoever.
0: That's <laughs> interesting. So like, you were, the, the music was quite a serious yeah. idea
1: for you. Well, yours. everything like, at, at that point, so I, because I did, because I did think I was deep, I thought about dying all the time. <laughs> it's one of those kids. And, and I was like, I'm going to die one day. No point doing it, doing, have living in life doing stuff I don't want to do. I was like, I want to be in a band, so I'm just going to do it. So it wasn't even like a serious career thing. Yeah. It was just like, I want, to just, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. And plan A. Plan A all the way. And then when I was 22, I was like, I need a plan B, because this band's failed. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no qualifications, so I was like, I'll start doing stand-up. But uh, yeah, until, until then it was...
0: A lot of stand-ups want to be in band. I mean, a lot of stand-ups love music and want to be in band. Sure. It does. And a few of them start uh, start off in bands and do go, then go into stand up.
1: Yeah. I think stand up's way better than being in a band. I think it's better now. Yeah. Although I'm a bigger fan, I'm a bigger fan of music. Right. I love, that's because I probably can't sit around watching stand ups all the time. I'm doing stand up all the time. And I'd go insane yeah. if I was doing it and watching it constantly. <laughs> so it. I relax by listening to music and I love being a fan of music. But in terms of like actually doing the thing, I way prefer stand up. Oh my God. Like. Uh, I, I, I'm doing a, an, another kind of podcast thing at the minute. I'm writing a book about music and like, speaking to a lot of bands. And they're bands I really admire that have done amazing uh, albums. But uh, yeah, I can't envy any of them. It's, uh, it's tough.
0: Yeah. And when you're a washed up musician, you can't just get younger musicians in and like <laughs> sing a song at them. You have to. You have Some to of them do. do a job. <laughs> Tom Jones had a. I suppose he did, yeah. Some waved Did He did. <laughs> That's true. um I'm not going to ask the question I was thinking of. Uh, if you, if you uh, only had a week to live, and I know you're obsessed with death, yeah. who would you tell to go fuck themselves?
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, my uh, year seven form tutor. Oh, yes. Yeah, b- believe me, hated her. Right. Uh, I'd find her and tell her to go fuck herself, and I'd say that... Because uh, I know that she still works as a teacher, and I'd say that it's a disgrace <laughs> that she's still in the profession, and she should be utterly ashamed of herself, Bullying eleven-year-old kids. Yeah, I'd say that to her.
0: Well, it's of so interesting because one of my other new questions is, "What's the worst thing a teacher ever said to you at school?" And it sounds like it may be yeah. something that that maybe said to you. You think you're it?
1: Oh, really? She said to me, "You think you're it?" <laughs> it's like an episode of The Office or something, and like I'm getting told off by David Brent. <laughs> you think you're it, mate? I've got news for you. You're not. I mean, I'm it's eleven in, in this story. Yeah, eleven I, years old. And guess what I've I'd done? I'd. I'd, I'd uh, at one point, I'd breathed quite loudly during the spelling test. Right. And she thought it was me going, easy spellings.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so sent me out. Right. And come out like, you think you're it. And it was literally, there was a bit... I remember during the thing, back and forth, me and her, me going, miss, you can ask my dad? I've got a heart murmur. I, 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 I breathe heavy. <laughs> It was bad. There was a kid in the class called Barry who was actually naughty. He would, he would swing on two legs on his chair and he had a metal ruler and he'd just smack it off the side of his desk and take chunks out of it. Right. Didn't go near him. Yeah. Let Barry do what he wanted. <sighs> Get the hell out of this classroom. <laughs> see you outside it's
0: interesting though, from a teacher this happens a lot I think with teachers and like mm. you're stuck in that job I'm not trying to defend her sure. I mean maybe I am a little bit I don't know but I'm just I'm just thinking that she, you know you see these kids full of hope and life and yeah. you know ha- having fun yes and if you're a certain personality probably the kind of personality who shouldn't be a
1: teacher yeah
0: then you know you take out. I remember my friend Phil Fry always. Me, we, we all messed. Around. I mean, I messed around till all the way through school. Yeah. But my friend Phil Fry was always you know full of joy de vivre and uh, and messed about. And Mister Habgood said one day, Philip Fry, you're going to wake up and no one's going to find you funny anymore. And that says more about Mr Habgood doesn't it? Yeah. A lot more about because him. he's saying that day came to Mr Habgood. Yeah. And it came pretty early for Mr Habgood. Maybe yeah. maybe yeah, yeah. may the first day he woke up. No <laughs> <after his> more. <laughs> no first, one found
1: him like, funny anymore. Yeah.
0: And you know, I still find Phil Fry funny. So Yeah.
1: yeah. So also, Mr Habgood's wrong so far. So what you're saying is
0: it's weird though to be that mean but then you must it yeah. must be you're sort of a, as a teacher and I wouldn't yeah. I'd have been a teacher if I wasn't doing this or think that so what all the rest yeah. of my family do you
1: you must teacher, it must feel trapped if you were a teacher Rich, do you yeah. think you would be looking at the young kids having fun and be bitter about them <laughs> <No>. and, uh, <laughs> 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 tell them that they want to be funny one day perhaps um.
0: uh, no I don't think I would I like children it's when it's the yeah. grown ups yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, my daughter messes around all the time, and I can't. I'm meant to be. Yeah. I'm meant to, to say now that's not funny. Yeah. But I, if I do it, I'm
1: laughing. It's funny. Yeah. Like, basically, like, I wish so often. So it's not a good film, but The Butterfly Effect. I'll keep on referencing bad films, yeah. but, like, but Butterfly Effect has a bit in it where Aston Kutcher has gone back in time, yeah. but he himself as a child. And there's uh, the guy, I've forgotten his name, Eric Stoltz, I think. He was nearly Martin McFly. But oh, yes, he, sure. Yeah, so he is like an abusive father in it. And he's going to basically take some awful pictures of these kids. And Ashton Kutcher's one of them. And he basically don't know, has the mind of an adult man. Right. So he takes him down because he has the maturity to be like, hey, mate, this isn't cool. And the <laughs> guy's like, ah, I can't handle it. Yeah. And so often, I wish that as a kid... I had those moments where Miss Hearn could have oh, that's her name Miss Hearn could have could have, come into me, could have come into that room and gone you think you're it and I'll go I'm 11 miss you're 23 years old and you're essentially bullying me because I'm the little sensitive kid in class you don't dare have a go at that bigger kid you should be utterly ashamed of yourself and quit teaching Are we fucking done here I would have loved it but I can't do it Maybe you can do it. I could probably still go back now. Go <laughs> back now, now. It was have less. I <laughs> just interrupted a lesson. You could go back in.
0: Yes, in roll it, as yeah. a child. Yeah, just. Go in deep, go undercover. Yeah, as a kid. Uh, go, Spend about six months pretending you're a child. Yeah, So, a very tall miss, and she won't remember you from. Yeah. yeah. She, can, oh, she might think you're your son or something. Yeah.
1: It's not like my face mic. is anywhere now. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> you have to disguise she, she
1: won't have seen me in years. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to
0: do, just disguise yourself a bit and maybe walk on your knees. Oh, that'd be a yeah, problem. Yeah, I to walk
1: on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That, yeah, it's because
0: that exactly. All that right. training, though, pays <laughs> off finally. <laughs> <It wouldn't. laughs> And then you can just then. then when she comes you you six months in, yeah. But you might just find you're enjoying school. Yeah, I might be. I like, might like it this time round. Right, attention go, this time, man. It's I'm quite good. Actually. Stay in this. Yeah, gonna see this through. Do oh, my I sixth know. form. I see what happens.
1: Absolutely rip her apart. What a horrible woman! <laughs> just horrible. <laughs> it wasn't just that thing. There's loads of things. I got detention because Joe Devlin turned around and looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> detention. I didn't even know it happened. (laughs) I was writing and then I heard, Joe and James, you've got detentions. And I looked up. (laughs) And she I told him not to look at you again. It's like, okay, fair play if you want to give him one. I don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Like, just sitting here doing my work. Plus, like, I'd not got in trouble at all in primary school. Like, very good kid. So suddenly, year seven, first year of secondary school, and getting detentions and being a little Christian boy. Yeah. Like... That was upsetting. Sure. Oh man, I, I think see, about I her tell way too yeah. often. Still, like, <laughs> somebody
0: some seems to have stayed with you a little bit. It was.
1: I, it, was it was quite a question to she, ask me, actually. I, yeah. I,
0: but I you just, she, do you think she's spotted? Maybe she's just spotted you as the 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 little stool pigeon, weak, the weakest person, yeah. so she can make an example of
1: you, so the others all behave. And yeah. She knows you're not going to. Well, me. I heard. Someone had told, because my dad's a teacher, so he gets inside goss.
0: <laughs>
1: and someone had said that the year before was her first year of teaching, right. and then run rings around her. Yeah. So it was like, right, next second year, I'm going to take someone out or become everyone's bitch. <laughs> or I'll take out him, yeah. who looks like he's on the verge of an emotional breakdown anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Probably he's a good one to go for. Yeah. Uh, and then went, went, just went for someone she knew was just going to take the take the beating. Ugh.
0: But did you ever take part in taking down one of those weak teachers yourself? You know, maybe there's a uh, maybe there's some karma in there. There was definitely no. teachers that I made their life like out. This is the thing.
1: It's like, I didn't... Like, there was one teacher, Mr. White, who we had in my first year, science teacher, and everyone just didn't do what he said, and it was insane. It was like Lord of the Flies. And, like... <laughs> I think once I, and very out of character like I pushed a chair over because like I basically got in trouble for something that someone else had done and again it was, it, it was kind of that thing of like it was echoes of Miss Hearn because he, he, he went he, someone else had done something he turned around and went okay James because he knew I would yeah if he told me to get out I yeah. would yeah, yeah. so James get out I was like I'm tired of this shit and pushed a stool over as I walked out and he was like that's not like you I was like oh really but that fucking was was it earlier on what I'm in trouble for <laughs> think it through why right? Join the dots. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> that's the naughtiest thing I remember doing. Yeah. But, like, I was obsessed with being good. Obsessed that's with it. so unfair. But to the point where, actually, 2017's breakdown was mainly due to that. <laughs> Made you to me like, I've got to get everything right, I've got to get everything right, and then not being able to keep on top of that anymore. So, you know, maybe Miss Herm was trying to do me a favour early doors. Just well, get, th- get in trouble, it's not so bad. <laughs> I, was like, it's I bad. think there's it a awful. sort of
0: element where maybe adults are trying to, you know, move you on to a next level by, do you know what I mean? By. Mm. It doesn't sound, I mean, you know, they I'm, I'm stretching a little bit. Think Mr. Miyagi or something, you know? yeah.
1: Yeah, they'll be like, oh, it was all part of this. Like, no, <laughs> it wasn't. You just wanted your fence painted. <laughs> just looking back and trying to make sense of it. You're lucky that they turn into some karate moves. You're as fluky as I am that that worked out for both of us.
0: <laughs> but we're lucky. Like, we do a job that we basically like most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I just sort of think that's, you know... I had a doctor who just, like, seemed really grumpy about, you know, you coming in with... Oh, Sure you know, illnesses.
1: Yeah, they get annoyed with yeah. that.
0: you going to go, this is what it's about. Yeah. You came in with two or three. They go, no, you, know, you can't yeah. come in with three. So we come in with two, I can't do three.
1: We're neurotic as comics. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're more, you know, we're regulars. So yeah. when they see us, going, not you, get, you are not ill. <laughs> they get annoyed at it. But like, if Miss Home was ever in a gig, I'd probably... But like... <laughs> one of my old school teachers came to see me once at a gig and it was someone I really liked and, yeah. that, and she absolutely ruined the show it was heartbreaking, it was in Cambridge at the Cambridge Junction Oh yeah. and she was able to sit on the front row and put her feet on the stage like that so I came out and someone else had their feet on so I thought right I'm going to have to deal with this early doors and you kind of see the feet first so you go up the body yeah. and then at the end it's your teacher's face <laughs> who's taught you for seven years and I kind of saw her and she, but she was looking at me and by the mind, it's a teacher I've always got on with. But she's looking at me and her face. Basically, just said, what the fuck are you going to do about that? <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, oh, Jesus. So I kind of like referenced, oh, my old teacher's here. And then for the whole show, her and her friends were just hammered. <laughs> and just, I would get up every now and again and go, go to the toilet. <laughs> Hold on a second, James. Go to the toilet. I'm just doing that and walking around and shouting to each other. and go, "Who hey, what's something for the bar? Like, from the, from the door. And I was there trying to get... It was a Kneeling Down show as well. Yeah. So at one point, there was a bit where I was knelt down and they, they stood up and they were higher than me. <laughs> Just, ah, and all this. And then afterwards, I was still on Facebook back then and I had a DM from a Facebook message going, uh, that was great, do you want to meet up for a drink? We're in the bar across the road. And I was like, oh, we've had to go home. Lie. We've had to go home, can't stay for a drink. And she was like, fair enough, great show oh, the people next to us had a go at us after, said that we ruined the show. But, but he fucking squares. <laughs> and I went, you did ruin the show. Which feels really good yeah. to say that to an old school teacher who's, <laughs> yeah. like, always had, like, authority over you. And, yeah, you did ruin it. And the, but because, though, that's the power balance, is that she's normally... So she just went, no, I didn't. <laughs> and, uh, okay, uh, yes, you, you did, but... <laughs> Whatever. She went, I didn't, everyone's being too uptight and you yourself included, we're having a laugh it's a comedy show I was like, okay, normally I'd let that go if it's a normal member of the audience tweeting me or something you just let it go, but you're like, I for some reason, cannot look so I, I, I went, go on Twitter have you you've got Twitter? Go on Twitter search my name on it <laughs> see what everyone's saying about the gig right now <laughs> she searched it and everyone's just saying, utterly appalling behaviour from his ex-teacher it. she went they're a bunch of squares. Everyone's, you've got a bunch of squares in your audience and everyone just needs to loosen up. And it went on for days. It was days of her just going, you're wrong! Well, she's sober at this point. You're wrong! I didn't ruin the gig. And, and me going, Miss, please could you just respect the fact that I am now a professional comedian and maybe I know a bit more than you do what constitutes ruining a comedy gig she's like no you're wrong and eventually I had to send her a newspaper review of the gig <laughs> that just said in great detail how much she ruined the night for everybody who was there and then she conceded because a journalist wrote it <laughs> no maybe may be all right I did, I, I did ruin a night for you. But then she still went, I'll still come and see you again. <laughs> Please don't. You've already ruined my memories of being taught by you in school. You don't need to come again. Oh dear. Maybe she's coming, I don't know, she might be here tonight. But like, she's, not, um, like... she's behaving herself if she is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think but, uh... she might have come and seen Ray Peacock's <laughs> podcast. Uh, but... <laughs> oh look, it's been lovely to see you again. I think, oh dear, we've gone on for ages oh I've so much it's fun it's been lovely it's lovely you must come back again maybe you could bring Ed Gamble with you and we could talk about food and stuff yeah,
1: it's a few <laughs> I, I, think it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I a I'm just I, uh, you when...
0: come in I'll
1: just talk about that, yeah. you know that? I think I'd I, don't, I think i go for bread yeah, yeah. Uh, most people do go for bread but well, uh, I can't reveal well. what my choice would be I okay. know, I'd have to stay partial as, as a genie I have you to are be a, a genie <laughs>
0: Genie waiter. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic podcast. Uh, the the book which we haven't mentioned this time, which we talked about on the Edinburgh Fringe podcast, is uh, I noticed my quote for that is front and centre on his. It is on the on the website. Oh, it's, it's, very it's, good quote I gave. It's for a great it. quote. I mean, it's quote, almost as good it. as the book. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it's a very very funny book, uh, and I'm sure you're going to go from strength to strength. Do check out the Netflix specials and the the live show. Is it too in the UK again, or have you? Is it torn it from end of May
1: onwards? Okay, I am. Cool. Yeah.
0: Correct. Well, you must see that it's all about. It's it's more really about you rather than.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a all real life true story yeah. show. Uh, yeah, so it's been fun. It's yeah. been fun doing a different thing.
0: Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up the amazing James Acaster. <laughs> have been listening to Raha Lester Pur with me Rich Turing and my guest James Acaster the music is by Pest thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre everyone at Go Faster Strike and Skypotato.com, and everyone at Acast and the British Comedy Guide as well you're all lovely people my, I'm indebted to my producer Gwyn Reese davis uh, and my other producer I forgot his name, uh, Ben Walker, something like that. He's, he's not been around for a while. I don't know who he is anymore. It is a sky potato. GoFastToStrike.com and Fuzz Production. Go to uk, and you can find out much more about this show. Thank you.